Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are back. you? We're back. Yay. Season two. Episode two, baby. Episode two. What if we do this all season? <laughs> season two, episode 52. <laughs> <laughs> it really gets there. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming out of my winter funk. You are. I am. You're I am. coming I'm up. forcibly removing myself. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I think that's a good call because it's like, otherwise you just stay there. Uh, I just, like, there's definitely no hope of spring coming. Um, I don't believe that's ever to come. But I do, I am just, like you said last night, like, you're really trying to find, like, your space in the cold. Yes, I am. And I'm doing the same. You're doing the same. No, one thing that's so interesting is, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I'm, like, so tired this winter. Like, we, so Ryan and I normally, in the summertime, we're up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. We're walking our dogs at, like, 530 we, st- that's when we start our days. Like, we love to be, like, self, so ahead way. of the game. Yeah. We wake up super early and we get our days going. Yeah. And now in the wintertime, we're, like, we're doing, like, 8 a.m. walks. If we walk at all. If we walk. Sometimes it's too cold. It's too Sometimes cold. it's 9 degrees. That's just unacceptable. We don't do walks on those days. No. I think, too, um. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's cold. And, like, it's just. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like my bones are cold, so I don't want to get out of bed. I mean, I know that is a part of it. Like in the summertime, it's just so much easier for me to just get up get and up get and out go. of bed. Yeah. Like I can just do it. And I then- will say too, to your earlier point, like I do a lot of times still wake up at five. Oh, and I And then do I too. just like but roll I, around same. until like seven, you know, same. like I do not get up and do stuff. I don't even get up and journal. I don't get in my sweat bag. Yeah. Like, and that's just a waste that's of two what, hours. It's so frustrating because like in the summertime, yeah, like I can get up and journal oh and like I'm just. In the summer my- we're like, do you want to meet at 8 a.m. for a hike? Because we'll have done everything we need to do for the day by then. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. I miss lying. it. I miss it too. I miss being able to just be that productive so easily. Yeah. Whereas now in the wintertime, I just, I really have to force myself. Every single movement is right. a force. Even to like get up and smoke a blunt. It's like, uh, I don't even know if I want to do it. Cause like my hands are going to be cold while I'm <laughs> rolling it. Like, <laughs> I know I've told you guys and I, I'll keep saying it. I live in a garage. And so <laughs> upstairs it's very warm and insulated, almost too hot. The other night I had to put the AC on during the <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. The other night it was inexplicably 77 degrees up here and 60 degrees downstairs so there's just a situation going on so every morning i get up i'm like oh my god i have to leave this warm womb and go down into the depths of the cold i have like a whole outfit to put on before i go pee in the middle of the night it's devastating i have to put my slippers on (laughs) i have a sweater that i have to put on i cannot leave my room in the night like last night oh my god for some reason i kept waking up i i must have drank six cups of water last night I swear well, I woke up. Well, because we had like, the hot chocolate, too. Like, oh, yeah. We had a lot that, of liquids. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I swear to God, I kept waking up in the night and going and filling my cup of water. <laughs> and every single time, I was so bad at myself because I had to put my fucking slippers on. I had to put my sweater on. I had to, like, re- you have to it's gear up. Just, the first floor of my house is kind of like your garage. Well. <laughs> there's no insulation. Well. It's My house is, like, over 100 years old. So there's, like, I don't know why 100 years ago they didn't mind living with no insulation on the first floor of their homes. And theoretically, with the climate change of it all, it was even colder then you would think so and they didn't have as much like going on i would have spent i know i would have spent all my time insulating the walls you know i yeah anyway we don't have to go into it (laughs) this is actually now just called the cold podcast we're (laughs) simply gonna be talking about how cold it is in new england it's it's a novel idea and i'm sure none of you have heard of it but it's quite chilly here um it is yeah but you know what? Wow. We're moving in the right direction. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting there. more sunlight. More every sunlight. Day. I know. That's another thing that I do really appreciate about this season. Yeah. It's just like the lengthening of days. Like 
It's hopeful. It really is. It gets so sad those days where it's literally 3.30 and dark out. And, and it's not long. Yes. That, that's actually not a very long yeah, period of time. Couple, like what? Like weeks maybe? But that's like the beginning of seasonal depression. That's where it all begins yeah. kind of. And it, it just takes a really long time to get out of it. So And I wouldn't you, say I'm fully out because yeah. when it comes to my new time for heading to bed, mm-hmm. you guessed it, between 6 and 7 p.m. <laughs> when I see that it's 6, I'm like, okay, if I wait till 6.30, I can take JoJo out. And then we'll have enough time till the morning, and then I can be in bed by seven. And that's just we that falls under the mental illness umbrella. Yeah. You know, like that's not <laughs> that's where you're that's at. not great. It's Especially tough. if I'm not getting up at five. Like I don't need that much sleep. <laughs> well, I guess you do in the winter. I guess. I'm toying with this idea that maybe I have long COVID now because I'm just like having some I would it's call them extended, aftershocks. Yeah. <laughs> extended yeah. symptoms. Some some interesting sinus migraines I've told you about. Yeah, the migraines are kind of getting crazy. I've just never Maybe experienced your, a true um, migraine. You're anti-helix pierced. Oh. That it helps with migraines. I have mine pierced and I don't get migraines anymore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'll consider from it. The day that I took it, it fell out. Actually, I've been kind of going through something with it. But it fell out over maybe a couple months ago. And um, literally for that one day, I got a migraine for the first time in like eight years. Oh my God, that's wild. <laughs> it was so crazy. Okay, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, you know, why it, not? It does really help. I, you know, I've always wanted diamond studs. When my brother got his um, ears pierced, like, <laughs> Your it was like a year or two like ago. Like, it was like, because <laughs> he's like cool, you know what I mean? Like, he's like a little younger than me. He's just like a cool guy, you know? So he got his ears pierced. And I was like, are you going to get diamond studs? And he was like, absolutely not. What, what, is, what does he have? I think just like little, like, maybe like a golden ball or something. Oh, or like okay. a like, Are diamond I, like studs some, like? I guess they're not. That's not. I don't. Maybe it's just not I his like particular style for mine. I think when we get like that could happen in 2022. Like, when things really start to kick off for us, I've always said it'll a be a lot diamonds. more gold jewelry. Yeah, and then it'll be maybe some diamonds. Probably studs. we're gonna do some dumb <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, I hope so. I'm actually gonna get a grill. I already know it. <laughs> what? <laughs> just a thin one, like the Beyonce oh ones, God, yeah. like just the ones that line your mouth. But yeah, I am gonna have one. Those guys. are so cool. <laughs> They're so fucking cool. I'm gonna have oh, a platinum I one. I I just want you guys to know, like that's gonna be me. I I already know I will be that bitch with a girl in my mouth. I love um, yeah, I've thought about it for years now. I've have to wanted it. Oh, I can't you. wait. Like, that'll be so great. Guys, there's just some parts of me you haven't seen yet, and you won't, wouldn't have because I've never been wealthy at the extent yeah. that I'm going to be. And there's some parts of us that we can't afford yet, but they're coming. That's what it is. <laughs> there are parts of me that I cannot afford yet, but when I can... <laughs> Don't sleep on a bitch. <laughs> I love that we love nice stuff. <laughs> we really bond on we that. We do. We we really do bond yeah. over that. We just like nice things. And, there's and nothing speaking of that. nice things, mm-hmm. isn't it so cool how the universe is just always sending us messages and we can check yes. them out in, say, the Starcast? Ah, oh, the Starcast! Yes, We're doing I love this seamless segment. transitions only in season two. Now, on the 24th. Yes. Our guy Mars is moving into Capricorn. Oh, wonderful. Because you know Mars loves to be in Capricorn. Gotta get some work done. Mars is exalted in Capricorn, so we are gonna be working. When is that? January 21st? 24th. 24th. I'm ready. Like, honestly, give me some Mars and Capricorn energy. I'll take it. That'll be great. And Venus is there. There's something about Venus and Mars being together. So, also, Venus and Mars are together in my chart. They're Mm, both in um, Pisces. And so, like... Mars and Venus, right? They have this, they do this dance, you know? They do do a dance. And it's, they... Are they like a couple? 
Is that um, the idea? Like in in mythology, they in a way because um, Venus would be Aphrodite, right, and right. Mars would be. Mm-hmm. I gotta go back the God on of that. War? Ares, yeah, Ares, Ares, right? Yeah. So yeah, they, in 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 mythology, they are because Ares is in love with. Aphrodite. Oh my god, yeah. So that's the thing, though, right? So like, he's in love with her in mythology, and but she's Aphrodite, like she's fucking Venus. You know what I'm Can't saying? So no, she's a goddess. So he's like kind of turns into like a little boy about it. You okay, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, it's so interesting. There's so many good stories about Ares and. Um, Aphrodite, actually. And there's just like, yeah, there's a, it's a lot of drama. It's a lot of back and forth. It's, it can be a little toxic sometimes. But when it's not, when it's like embodied and it's beautiful, they really support each other That's in a really awesome. beautiful way. And I think, you know, Venus, obviously, she's going through her retrograde. She's going through this time. I think she can use that Mars energy because Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So Mars is going to be the ruler in the situation. Mars is going to have the upper hand in the situation. Okay. So Venus is kind of going to be more like, um, you know, kind of taking Mars's lead once yeah. Mars gets into Capricorn. So in that sense, like that's actually really good because Venus is in retrograde. So our way of do our way of being Venus has been not necessarily muted, but it's been in review, right? Because yeah. Venus has been kind of slowed down by the retrograde. So when Mars gets there, he's going to give that little jolt. A little kick. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we've already been thinking, because of the Venus retrograde, about what are we trying to commit to in terms of joy, in terms of happiness, in terms of partnership, all yeah. that stuff, right? And now Mars is going to come in and give us a little kick, like, get it. Like, get it. Totally. So I'm really excited That's for exciting. Mars to move into Capricorn. I like that idea, too, like, during Capricorn season of, like, getting all that fuel. Well, that'll actually be an Aquarius season, but... Like oh, yeah, true, having true. Mars just have all that fuel of yeah. Capricorn. Because like yeah. they're both so like it's so much about like moving forward yeah. and taking action. Yeah. So what it's kind of nice too. Like it's a nice conjunction to be working towards at the same time that the sun and Saturn are about to be working towards a conjunction. Because this if the sun is moving into Aquarius, which it does on what, the twenty first? Yep. So the sun moves so into Aquarius, so it's gonna get pretty close to Saturn, because Saturn must be at like about close closer to 10 degrees Aquarius right now because it's already gotten through like a year in Aquarius. So it should be close to 10 degrees. So it's going to be like within a couple days that the sun will conjunct Saturn of Aquarius season within not a couple, but like a week and a half or so. Okay. Um, so we're working towards that conjunction of the sun and Saturn. And at the same time, we're working towards this conjunction of Mars and Venus. And, you know, it's nice to have the Mars and Venus conjunction happening in Capricorn, I think. You know, Cap- like I said, Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So we have a planet that is exalted in a sign. And then we have Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn is at home in Aquarius because Saturn rules Aquarius in yeah. traditional astrology. So, you know, Aquarius season, like I was saying last week when we did the Starcast, like last year, this year, next year, it's going to be a little bit different, the start of Aquarius season, because Saturn is there, yeah. right? But, you know, having that Venus-Mars duality happening right over in Capricorn it's nice. It is nice. It's and very stay nice. Stay tuned for a full explanation during our Aquarius episode. Oh, yeah. But that's a nice little preview. Yeah. Now, our only other transit for this week is on the 25th, the day after Mercury in retrograde also moves into Capricorn. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So how, what's, what do we got there? So, I mean, this that is... sounds like a lot of danger words. 
Mercury and retrograde, right? Capricorn, Capricorn Mars, yeah. Venus, right? It's a lot going on in Capricorn. It's a lot going on. Honestly, it's almost like Capricorn season's getting extended. Yeah, in I was going to say it's funny that this is all happening just three and four days after. It's nice the though, and I know that sounds weird for some people for me to say that, but like if you think about it, like the last three years of Capricorn season, Saturn has been there, so it's been even Capricorn season is already like comes with the heaviness, but then to have Saturn right there too, it's like. And That's so true. It's like, we got so much work to do. Yeah. But now, finally, we're getting to that playful side of Capricorn where it's like, work hard, play hard, right? We were talking about that last week. And we're able to enjoy it a little bit more. And now that we have, like, all this stuff happening in Capricorn, it's like, we get to enjoy the funner sides yes. of Capricorn for a little bit longer. And we haven't gotten to see this. We haven't gotten to experience this in a while. So it's, it's actually, like, really dope, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that... I spoke about this last week, like the the retrogrades, the Mercury retrogrades this year, it could be such that they're going to start in the air signs and transit back to Earth, which like rightfully they should be really in the Earth sign. So I think this is more like it's just drawing us into where the retrograde wants to take us in terms of like the Capricorn energy. And then obviously we know it's barreling towards that conjunction with Pluto. So it's like, you know, it's just going to, I think, prepare us a little bit more for that Pluto conjunction that we have. I mean, like I said, we just have so many Pluto conjunctions happening right now. Like Pluto's on the brain. We were saying this last night, like. Well, Pluto's in Capricorn, by the way. I mean, if you haven't figured that out, Pluto's in Capricorn. Present. Pluto's present. There's a lot of good transformation happening right now. Like, I think that too, like, we, did we not talk about last night that like death is a part of it? Yeah, did, yeah, did yeah. Did we literally yeah, say those yesterday, words yesterday? Yeah, because yesterday I was like, death's been on my mind so much every second. I'm like, oh, we're all going to die. Yeah, because like there's so Pluto. much Pluto stuff happening. Mm-hmm. So like, of course you're feeling that way because things are dying. Yeah. And, we, and the we, winter. The winter. Oh yeah, we talked about that, how like the winter is such a, it's like desolate a little bit. And yeah. like, you know, I think too, like um, there's just this, this, as humans, right, we, and and for the longest time, we've been so conditioned to be fearful of death. And now we're finally getting to a place where we understand that death is a part of the process. And it's not anything to be scared of because with death comes rebirth. And with death comes something new, transformation, transmutation. Totally. And I think that there's this sense of grieving that has happened and needs to happen. and, And we need to make space for grief and sadness and like just taking the time to do that so that you can move on and like still allow something to like die but have that beautiful impact that it needed to have in a, in a positive way totally and then like make space again for like the next thing that's coming in and it's like obviously it's that corny thing but when you actually like put it into practice in your life like if you do allow death to be that thing that says well make sure I'm living then then it's kind of the coolest thing. Like, yeah. what was that one of the sutras or something we read in yoga teacher training that was like, if you wake up every morning and death is your friend, like you're in a good place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know where that's from. And I'm I sure don't even I know where it. it's from either. But, but death it's being your friend yeah. is something that, that, that's a place we all need to aspire to. Yeah. I said it before, I'll say it again. Like death is definitely my friend and it is just a part of the process. There's nothing wrong with death being your friend. It doesn't mean you're a sad person. It doesn't mean you're like yeah. this dark cloud or a dark not like, like manifesting like it's like if you think yeah. about that 
like that doesn't mean someone's gonna die. You yeah, know what I or mean? that like, like or, yeah, like it's like not a curse. <laughs> it's not, and there's not just one way to die. Like yeah. there's not one way for death to exist in this world. So don't be so limited in your thinking and understanding about death. Right. Allow it to come in. Al- embrace death. Embrace the deaths that are happening around you. In the same way that you embrace birth and creation. You know what I mean? Because you can't have one without that, the other. Another thing to aspire to. Like c- c- imagine if we could celebrate death the way that we celebrated birth. Yeah. Which kind of, like, I feel like sometimes we get to. Like, I feel like with Betty White, like, yeah. we really got to do that. Like, as a society, like, so many people. I will say, like, in Jamaica, when people die, they have wakes. And they're, like, just these big so parties. Yeah. yeah, they're super fun. Like, it's a huge celebration of life. Yeah. And that has always been, like, a part of my practice. And I think that's just, like, such a beautiful thing. I've always admired that they do that. That they totally celebrate agree. the dead that way. Like, as soon as they die, too. Like, And it's it's this thought of, like let's be with them as they're transitioning and like yeah. let's celebrate their transition oh, I love that. yeah it's dope i love that they do it right after because right i definitely after. we noticed that like we always talked about in our family like is this going to be a fun funeral or like a sad one you know yeah. what i mean and like when people obviously like live longer and had like a more full life or whatever however the exit was like it is nice to have like a fun moment of just being like you know weren't just they so crazy then yeah. or weren't they so silly and it was so cool when we did that you know yeah it's obviously a much easier transition for everyone yeah so that's beautiful. And on that moment, and on that note, the death of this moment. <laughs> the death of this segment. We're now moving on to new growth. Hey. And how perfect. It is thematically. Perfect. Yeah, right? Death and rebirth. So our new growth. We've had some drama this week. We do have some drama. We've got some drama. I, As we've detailed, it's been nothing but a pleasure going through this licensing process. It's so quick. It's so speedy. Like... They get it. They get us. <laughs> so we were so surprised, shocked, this week when we ran into a hiccup. Of course. Now, when we got our first round back from yeah. our retail application, there were yeah. just a few notes. Yeah. None of which included mention of a community meeting. Correct. <laughs> And the reason that is, is because we had a very successful community meeting and we presented the concepts of our production side of it and also our retail side. Honestly, more of our retail side. Mostly the retail side. Now, one thing I just want to say is like, show me a more successful community meeting, first of all. Please, please. I'm dying to see one. Um, Second of all, we presented the concept of the retail store to you all, the community, more so than product manufacturing, because we know that's what you care about more. Also, what's going to affect your experience. Right. You know? like <laughs> Absolutely correct. Like, that's the experience that we're creating for you, and so, and that's what we were creating for the community as well, and so that's what we wanted people to understand. So, if anything, we presented more heavily on the retail aspect of our licensing. Totally. There's also a lot more to say. Like, for product manufacturing, we're going to be down there baking this stuff, and then we're going to drive it to the dispensary. That's Period. It. What when else do you guys really retail, need to know? We yeah. have to detail everything that we were going to be doing and selling and offering. So, honestly, the meeting was about retail and kind of let you know product manufacturing slide through. Yeah, exactly. Like we mentioned product manufacturing, and we talked about a couple of things, but nothing to the extent of which we talked about retail. And so, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie here. It is true that at some point in this process, I know that I read somewhere at some point, because I have read 935 CMR so many times. Like, I have gone through and had to read the regulations so many times for our SOPs and things like that. I did, I do recall seeing somewhere, I can't tell you where, guys. I'm Obviously, I wouldn't bullshit you. I really don't know where it was. But I remember seeing at some place that 
they said that your community meeting that you host is is only valid for six months. Which in itself is insane. It's insane. And I think I remember thinking that at the time. I I, I feel like I just blacked it out because I was like, no, that must be an old rule. Like they they must have come up with a new statute or something. Their own processes would take longer than six months. Just (laughs) only because their own process takes longer than six months. And and maybe they came up with that rule in the beginning, and then they realized like, oh wait, this process takes way longer than six months. We should just go back. Also, how about you put some time limits on your side of it? How come we only have six months expirations? Why don't you have six months to get our application done? Because by the way, it's been over double that. You know, like it's also so one sided where. We're held to all these crazy standards and then penalized for getting stuff done early. And then it's like, by the way, do you think that we've wanted to wait this long? I agree. I agree. You guys are keeping us up. And then you're like, it's expired. You know? A hundred percent. It just doesn't even make sense. Why? Like, I don't, especially if you don't have a contentious community meeting, why would you need to go back in six months to the the community? Has the community changed? You know what I mean? Like, what is even the notion? I really don't know, except that, again, we've said this before, like, when you remember that they don't want you to they succeed you in to, this, yeah. that's when you start to understand. You're like, oh, that's why you did shit like this. When you because look, oh, and you, you wanted say, oh, to make it super hard. you set a timeline on a process that you know your own process is longer than that. Like, it's that's so just setting stupid. up people to fail. You're setting up people to fail. Right. So I did read that at one point. Um, and I knew, and I knew that it was a possibility and I, I spoke with you about it. I, I had been having anxiety like a couple, a, in December, I had been having yeah, anxiety any, about all it. all up until submitting the application. Yeah, up until submitting the application. About. It was the thing I was most worried about. I was like, are they going to hit us and tell us that we need to do another community meeting? Because, like, this is going to be such bullshit if they do. And I was like... And again, extends again, our timeline. Extends the timeline. Month, At least. It's, it's the timeline, it's money, and it's just resources. Yeah. By the that, way, for this community meeting, we told you the first time, but we have to run ads and papers. We have to go and flyer. hand deliver flyers so we and have send to, certified mail. We have to notify the abutters, I think, three weeks in advance. We have to put a, a, an ad into a major newspaper, I think, two weeks in advance. And then we have to flyer the community, I think, one week in advance. Yeah. So it's it's major resources, the time. time and money. Like, we don't. We really don't have the time. I don't For, have to waste an hour of everyone's time so people can come and say we still we still want the this. concept that we heard about already. We also like my thing is like I don't want to exhaust our community because guys we're going to yeah. need you in a couple months to come to another community meeting once we get cultivation once we get social consumption once we get we've delivery. already had you guys come to this meeting you said the most beautiful things Literally. Like now what are we going to do ask you to come and repeat paraphrase yourself, yourself? yeah like it's really it's dumb. stupid and, and i know you guys will show up that's not even the question i know you guys will show up we don't want you to we, we don't, don't want you to waste yeah we don't want you to waste the time because we need you in other times and we don't want to like just always be so annoying, like asking for you to show up to something, yeah. especially when we don't really need it. And like, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. So anyways, the other thing to Ryan's point that you were making earlier is like, we've already gotten one round. So I submitted the application, the retail application on December 31st. We had our meeting on April 27th. So like six months had gone by. You know what I mean? Like six months had gone yeah. by. The meeting was either expired or not. Like we, we did what we did. And the other thing, I'll, I'll get into that actually. So we submitted the application on December 31st. We got our first round of RFIs within four days. Or like January 4th or January 5th, we got our first round of RFIs. Not one mention of the community meeting was on there. Nothing. No. 
it, it was, it, like we said last week, it was, you know, shorter than the first time that we got RFIs from, from the commission when we did product manufacturing. It but was very clear, straightforward. That was the number one thing you were looking for. And you were like, oh, like you took a deep, a deep sigh of relief. Said, thank God we do not have to do something. That's what I said. I was like, okay, so thank God. Like they're not hitting us on the community meeting. The two things I'm always concerned about. Anything that has to do with city, so like community meeting and then money, right? Yeah. They didn't hit us on either of those things. And I was like, wow, all right, we're literally skating through at this point. Like we are moving so quickly. The next, like, this is amazing. We get our, we send our RFIs back within like a couple days. Yeah. We get back the next day. We get back an RFI. It has two items on it, two fucking items. And one of them is that we have to host another community meeting. Our community meeting has expired. Which to me, it's like, you missed it the first time, so I don't think you get to claim it. You know what I mean? Like, why do... Why, so again, they missed it the first rules? time. They missed it the first time. They didn't tell us in the first round of RFIs, which is very frustrating, guys, because the community meeting process takes minimum a month. So if they were really going to push us on it, they should have told we us a week we ago. We put the ads in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they should have told us a week ago, because we, we have to reach out to people in the city so and, and get it all coordinated. Now, here's what's even more frustrating about this community meeting. It's literally just to show documentation that we've had a community meeting within six months. Yeah, there's no determination that comes from it. It doesn't go to the city after... We already have a host agreement signed, so we don't need another host agreement yes. signed. This isn't going to impact our host agreement Let's or anything. Let's clearly illustrate that the point of the community meetings it, is to execute the community host agreement, right. which we have. Right. So what Why are we would we here? go back into another community <laughs> meeting? It's, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't... It's literally just to show... It's just, it's just so that we can upload documentation that says, within the last six months, we've held this meeting. But it's not for... And there's like, for purpose. yeah, there's no purpose at the end of it, except for us to upload the article that goes in the globe or the little advertisement that goes in the globe, upload freaking our, um, certified mail receipts with everybody's name redacted. That's it. And that takes, by the way, a long time to do. You would be so shocked at how long that takes to do. That literally is just adds nice. hours on our time. Like it, it's just the stupidest parts of the process for them to like literally make us do them over again. Not the stupidest. With the only like, reason being to extend our time and make it longer. To, do you know what I mean? Like there just is no everything. tangible reason. Even art trying to argue for the other side. Do you know what I mean? Like I can't think of like if it was a year and a half. I can understand because the demographics may have changed of that community. Maybe potentially. not of Roslindale. Not of Roslindale, but maybe, maybe in Fenway. other areas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. downtown. One hundred percent. If there's more turnover, I, I would see that. But six months seems absolutely ridiculous, no. especially considering no one can get. We are equity applicants. We didn't get through the process in no six months. No one could get through the process in six months. No single person could ever get through this process. So then in it's six like months. now you have an extra burden of like timing your community meeting right, and then you don't have any control of the timing afterwards. So you're just again hoping that it all goes through in six months. But that's the other thing, too. It's like, so, like, we estimate that this process would take us a month, but it's possible the city could push us out two months to get the community meeting. Now we're waiting two months to get our yeah, retail license. Yeah. Two months longer than we would have had to wait. Why? That's two months longer than it get, takes us to you. That's two more months of rent. Two that's months two more community months. community host agreement ready to go. Ready to go. community that's looking for our Two more months where we're not generating the revenue that we should be generating. Yep. Like, it's so ridiculous. Two more months where we can't hire the people that we want to hire. Two more months further from creating the jobs that we're supposed to be creating. Like, it's just not fair. It's not right. It also, makes when you look at it from no the point sense. of view that, like, they're trying to keep us from making the most money. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a coincidence, Yeah, because our too, retail margins are way higher. Yeah. yeah. Which is so fucking frustrating. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's just so annoying that they're really trying to make us do this again. Like, it's just, this process has been full of bureaucracy, full of regulatory bullshit. 
you know, we're it's exhausted. Like such like Parks and Rec without any of the funniness. Do you know what I mean? Literally. Like it's literally just such bureaucratic, like it's laughable how silly their stuff. Like to me, the idea that they put a time limit on something that can't even fit in their own process is like hilarious to me. Like six, who got through in six months? Just show me we one person. It. Show me. And w- imagine and like we the know people we're who are not faster. equity applicants. Like they, they're in there for two years. So how many community host meetings are they doing? Do you know what I mean? Like this is madness. It's and madness. And a waste of time. By the way, they're also backed up on their schedule for community host meetings. So it's like, they don't have the time to be doing this. (laughs) It's just bananas, you guys. Yeah, like, Tiana made a great point yesterday when she was like, it's a waste of city resources. And it absolutely is. Like, there's someone in the city that we have to coordinate with. Like, this is their job. It's a waste of time. And then, to the point that you were making, like, are we going to be taking away? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, now, for that community meeting, we're going to take the slot from an equity applicant because there's only so many of each. So now we're, like, taking the opportunity for a new business to get going because we have to have a pointless meeting, you know? It's bullshit. It's crazy. It's bullshit. So that's kind of where we're at. So basically, like, even in the... So I wrote an email to the commission right away to say, like, hey, what can we do here? Because this is not right. And they, like, even in the email that they sent me back, and I said it in my email, I was like, any support here would be, like, great, greatly yeah. appreciated. Because we are equity applicants. Like, we deserve some support in this. What's the point of and this? what's the point of being equity applicants yeah. if we don't have things like this, you know what I mean, that can get waived or whatever? So she sends me an email back, which I found it really funny, because she's like, you have three options. Option one was you can upload new documentation that shows that you've hosted a community meeting in the last six months. Option two <sighs> is you can go and host a new community meeting. <laughs> I was like, option one and option two sound quite the same. Yeah, those are the same. Because it's not that I have another meeting that I uploaded the wrong file. Right. Right. Like, Like, I didn't upload the wrong. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, option three is you can fill out this waiver because apparently, guys, you can request that one regulation per application be waived. What? First of all, I wish we had known this earlier. (laughs) This might not be the regulation we would have waived. (laughs) But also, like. What? Like, what kind of wild, wild west shit is this? Like, what do you mean? Oh, but. that's also just you being like, we didn't, this isn't really, yeah, out. it's we not, know that this we know there's going to be so some bullshit we'll along the way. So just like, chances are you're going to come into one prop like that. You oh, like, why don't you figure out the fucking system? Like, why don't you fix the system? God. So like now I have to fill out this waiver, which Why I did immediately. <laughs> at the point where you as the city is creating this waiver it's process. The state, by the way. The state, excuse me. When you're creating this waiver process, maybe you look back and like, say, maybe something's broken. Yeah. Maybe like, something's fundamentally broken. You guys weren't broken. high when you did this? Yeah. Like, I don't. <laughs> That's the problem. Honestly, if you guys were purchasers, if you were consumers, you never would have made this This doesn't problem. make a lick of sense. You, you were not present not a when you made drip. that choice. Not a not drip present. drop. Nothing. It doesn't make sense. I can just wave one regulatory something. I'm (laughs) astonished by this. You never phrased it to me this way. Like, I thought it was a specific waiver for this. No, it's not for the community meeting. (laughs) It is for one regulatory item. Applicants are welcome to request one waiver. You can only request one waiver per application, though. So, like, this better be it because I can't wave anything else. These are the rules. They're really strict. But one time, we'll totally disregard the rules because they actually don't make sense. It's like, like a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. It's like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire when you can phone a friend? Like, It's ridiculous. That's or like, our, they that's take our only lifeline. Yeah, we you know? have one lifeline. Um, so that's it. So we're using our lifeline on this. this is our and lifeline. we'll see how it goes. I'm just expecting to get an email that says... 
your waiver request has been approved. <laughs> like, I please submit this God. email as. That's <laughs> you know what, what I mean? we'll be manifesting. That's what I'm manifesting for sure. Jupiter's in Pisces. I'm taking all my blessings. And Did you mention, too, that this is going to the Enforcement Council? Yeah. So when I sent the waiver in and I was like, here's your waiver. Here's my request. They sent me an email back. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we've, we've confirmed receipt. This waiver request has gone to the enforcement council and they will reach out to you directly. I was like, okay, you guys are fully just you making this up. first of all need to relax. This is, <laughs> this is going to the Avengers. I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I was take like. Take it down a notch. Two notches, The enforcement, please. what are you, the enforcement I would council? I just love the smallest of things you've enforced. Just like, what, what are you up to in the what enforcement council? How many different positions do we need? How many councils? How many councils? How many? I'll never get over the fact that, like, is this outside of the Cannabis Control Commission? No, is this, this is in the Cannabis This is Control? outside of the licensing department. I'm dead. Oh, so another really funny thing about the Cannabis Commission, the Cannabis Control Commission. The CCC. The CCC, as we so <laughs> lovingly know With them. Love. They will not give you a phone number to call. Oh so my like, god, good fucking like go on Google right now and Google. You cannot this, call the you cannabis won't find control it. commission. You can send them an email that they'll never respond to. If that, you like, that's the only way to get in touch with them is through email. So you can't call anybody. Like I have tried, I have tried because you don't even know. Like I'm way more persuasive on the phone than I am with a fucking email. And that, and I prefer to get on the phone with people in in life. By the way, fucking call me. Don't even email if you. Email me, we're not friends. And if you text me, we're barely there. But if you call me, I know we're something. Like, and please know it's the exact opposite for me. I'd like to move all communication to email because there's absolutely no pressure when you have to get back. <laughs> I think that's lovely. And you can say so many ideas at once. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I like to get on the phone with people and just make my case. You know what I mean? Especially for I something like this, because I, you also cannot impress enough the tone of the email to say, I do think you guys are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, this like, is I need so to put dumb. This into writing. This I really need you foolish. to hear the tone of my voice. Like, I think you're dumb and silly, you know, to say the least. So we'll let you know how the waiver goes. <laughs> when we hear back from the enforcement council, we will absolutely let you know how it goes. <laughs> now, um, some more exciting growth is we have some merch coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm super excited. We've got some merch coming. We've also pretty much narrowed down what our packaging is going to look like. Guys, We're ordering samples. Packaging is looking fire. Like, literally, I cried We're yesterday. Gonna, you did. It was so sweet. Ryan showed me his designs, and I... I actually might start crying right now. I, <laughs> I, they were so good. And I was like, you know, just so it's happy. Really yeah, you know? it's like we're getting so close. And it just felt like, wow, this is there. And we've been talking about packaging for about a year now. Forever. Yeah. So Forever. to see it, to see the vision finally kind of coming into play in yes. such a real way. Especially because, like, remember, we're serving things that no one else has served before. So we had to run the entire gamut of, are we going to do cannabis packaging? Are we going to do bakery packaging? Are we going to do product boxes or shipping boxes or mailers or whatever? And it has to be strong enough that it supports our fresh baked goods. And it has to be our, like, on point uh, with our branding. branding. And and it has to be at a specific price point. So it was definitely... It's a lot. It was a challenge. It's but we, a, we found did. a great we, solution. We did. Yeah, we got there. And <laughs> they're in the end. Yeah. We're getting And I'm really, really excited close. to yeah. see what they look like. Me too. Me too. So, and I think you guys are going to be oh so God, excited. You guys are going to love it, yeah. And, like, again, just such a process and just another part of our process that has definitely been a journey of roller coaster definitely. at times. Absolutely. Like, there were just times 
so many times we hear no. You know what I mean? We go in with an expectation or a hope or a desire or whatever or something that we're like, actually, it just literally has to be this. These are the parameters or yeah. else we can't do it. Yeah. And we heard a lot of no's. And then to finally get to a place where we're like where we knew we needed to be and could be, I think that feels also I think really so good. too. I also think we we ended up in a place where we're really honoring like where we're at right now because I think there was at one point where we were trying to work with specifically a cannabis packaging company and, and it was just going to be way too expensive and take too much time and we just realized like we're just not there yet. You know what just I mean? We're just there not yet. there yet where we're outsourcing to you know, one company to do everything. We're at the place where we have to be scrappy and find different places to do different things. And we did. And we, we did, will. Yeah. And we continue to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, because <laughs> we did. We literally hit a point where I was like, okay, here's here's what's going on here. We're thinking about this in one way because we've been told that this is how we need to think about it. And we need to realize that nothing we do is the same as anything anybody else has done before. Because we're doing something totally different that nobody has done. Yep. We all know that, right? Absolutely. So, like, we also have to challenge ourselves to think outside of the box. And that's life, too, in general. Like, in life, like, people will always try to get you to think in a narrow-minded way, especially when it's more convenient for them or they're going to benefit from it. And that doesn't mean that that's the only way to do things. That doesn't mean that that's the only way to get things done. You have to be willing to look outside of the box. And a lot of times people feel comfortable with what they know. So they're like, oh my God, you're thinking of doing something I don't even understand. Like, let me try to get that in the parameters or something that I understand, you know? And that's kind of like how... When we interact with people as the business, they only ever go one of two ways. It's like, oh my God, this is so cool that this is something totally new and let's approach it in a new way. Or it's like, how do I fit this into the mold of another cannabis business? Yeah. And anyone who sees us in the in the B side, like d- just doesn't get it and, and isn't able to meet us where we're at right, right now. Right, right, exactly. And that has, again, it's that- It's freeing. It has been because it's really nice to be able to be like, oh, okay, so we we just can't work with you, we or we just won't work with you. It's just not the right time. Yeah, we'll just figure out something else. Like, but it is nice to have that boundary of like, oh, okay, actually, you're not going to come in and tell us no. We're we know what we want, we know what we want to see, and we're going to fight to see what we want to see. We're not just going to acquiesce to what you say we have to do because that's how it's been being done for the last couple years. Like, I don't give a fuck. Right. We say it all the time. We're not doing anything like anyone's ever done. We're so we can't think like other people have been thinking, too, right. you know? So. so that's very exciting. It is. And we'll definitely show you guys once we have our good samples. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. That's pretty much it for our new growth. Yeah, I would say yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. We're now, still kicking on main vest, though. Still kicking on main vest. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Send it to people. Share see it. what you think. Send Thank you. We love you. Yeah, we do. And let's move into, we have just a couple pop topics. Oh, okay, The yes. first time in our new season. Yes. Let's revisit some pop topics. You guys topics. don't mind, you know, I like to, I like to gloss out a little Uh-oh. bit here and there. Perfect, perfect. Okay, let's grab our pot topics. Do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. All right, cool. So my pot topic was, the title of the article was, um, do legal weed alternatives really work. Oh. Yeah, because, like, there's, like, okay, so remember Delta 8, THC. Have you tried it? No. No. A friend, so, as you guys know, I've made a bunch of new friends in the last couple months, and a friend of mine, a new friend of mine, has been really advocating for Delta 8, and he, he is, like, really pushing it. He, actually, he owns a cannabis store in, 
a CBD store in, um, I think, Weymouth. I'll okay. find out for you guys, and I'll share the information for you guys. Um, and he was telling me that they sell Delta 8, and he was like, yeah, it's really nice, and he was telling me about it. He keeps telling me he's going to bring it to me, although he hasn't, so I have not tried it. I wouldn't actually ask him about can't it. can't speak from experience So I cannot speak yet. from experience, yeah. What does but, he say the... The difference is like what in the effect. He just says it's nice, it's chill. He he feels it and oh, okay. I don't think he necessarily prefers it to Delta Nine THC or like regular weed. I think he's just like yeah, it's like it's a, a cool more readily available alternative. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, interesting, right? Very interesting. So, obviously, Delta 8 is, like, one of the alternative weed, you know, and it's legal, right? Like, you can ship it. Like, people are sending it all over. So, I think, I, I don't, I actually think I did try it once in Portugal. Okay. Um, because they have, like, some versions of legal weed in Portugal, or they did, like, at least a couple years ago when I was there. Okay. And I think that is, like, what I tried, because I remember, like, we smoked it, and, like, I did, it wasn't CBD. I definitely did feel, like, a little high, but it was, like, a different type of high than okay. I was used to experience it so yeah so um the article was just basically talking about how like all the loopholes in the farm bill that's what's allowed people to like start to find these like alternative um versions of thc so obviously the one that we're most used to that we get in weed is delta nine um but you can now order products containing thco and thcv so, okay, obviously we know that THC itself, that's like tetra um, hydrocannabinoid all, and that is like the main psychoactive compound in weed. And we also have like an endocannabinoid system. So like we create in our bodies our own versions, our own cannabinoids, and THC has cannabinoids, and then there are like other cannabis, THC is a plant-derived cannabinoid, but we have our own um cannabinoids like I was saying and then there's also synthetic cannabinoids that can be created that in a lab right so you know we know that there's at least these three kinds of cannabinoids with the hand sorry guys (laughs) I have my hands on the table Ryan doesn't like it not because I don't like it because the microphone picks it up oh yeah and I was making a lot of noise okay sorry (laughs) so anyways um so we have, you know, we're, we're a work in progress here. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we have our human endocannabinoid system, and then we know of these other kinds of cannabinoids, but like, realistically, like, we do not even know about like all the other kinds of cannabinoids out there, because there's like cannabinoids in certain vegetables. There's a lot of plants. Aren't there like hundreds? Hundreds. There's yeah. hundreds of cannabinoids. Yeah. And there's cannabinoids. There's also like other cannabinoids in weed. There's cannabinoids in all types of plants and plant foods that we have. And we just, we don't know about them. Yeah. We like really don't have as much kind of, um, you know, information as one would wish. So like the OG THC is THCA. And that's okay. like what we know we get high from. Like that is- We what, know it. We love it. We know it. We love it. You know what I'm saying? And it gets activated. It's THC that gets activated. And it is delta nine. Like that's the- chemical compounds of the thing it's it's delta nine right now thcv occurs in specific strains so one of the strains that they mentioned was durban poison so a lot of people at the garden have tried durban poison before it's it's a popular strain and thcv is like the um type of thc that's associated more specifically with um appetite loss it's more specifically associated with a lot of sativas like Mm. this this is how in the future i could see them starting to separate what 
constitutes a sativa versus what constitutes in India. Because THCV, it's a more energetic type of THC. It gives you more energy. It suppresses your appetite. So it's more mm. associated with the qualities and properties of a sativa plant. I'd love it's, to get my hands on that. Yeah, German poison is a sativa. It's not, a lot of people say that. It's not, um, it's not, what was I going to say? Like, it's not necessarily in every single weed. Right. Right, right, right. Does that make there's sense? Different yeah, there's strain. different compounds. So you might have a strain that doesn't have any THCV in it, and that will probably be classified as an indica strain because it doesn't give you that. Oh, I see. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now, kind of the classification comes from like different compounds are associated with sativa well, or indica. Well, no. Right now, the classification comes from genetics, but oh, I think that in the think future, yeah, I think that in the future, the classifications could come from the chemical compounds mm. as the plants start to get tested. That makes sense. I think that would make more sense because we don't know how, when you start to um, merge plants together, how compounds get lost in them. Like, we don't know. Yeah, Yeah. like, we don't know if, like, when THCV interacts with this other thing, if, like, it totally changes it now to this new compound or if it makes it all one thing or one. Like, we don't know because not enough studying or research has been done for that. So what I'm saying is, like, we go by the genetics of things. So we're like, oh, we paired this sativa with this indica, so now we made it a hybrid. But it's like, well, we don't really know if it's a hybrid. It could just be now, like, more sativa. It could be, you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know. So Just in the same way of, like, two parents creating kids. Like, they're not three identical kids. You know what I mean? So, like, two plant parents would never make three identical kids either. And they're not 50-50 of each parent. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might look more like one parent. They might act more. And the traits. The traits, exactly. Especially when you talk about compounds. and, things yeah. like that. Right. It's, it's the same with plants. It's the same exact way with plants. It's the same with wheat. So then this article was talking about this other compound, THCO, which is more like um, Delta-8. It's It occurs naturally, but it's more commonly synthesized from plants that have low THC. So what they do is in certain areas of the world, they take a bunch of low THC plants, they synthesize the THC out of it, and then they like reformulate it into some other product that is... Um, it's like an isolate, basically. It's oh, like okay. more of an isolate. And so you're only getting the THCO out of it. And so it it smokes like Delta 8, where you're, you're not as high as long, necessarily. It's not the same, but it's a version, a of, version it. of the experience. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. And so anyways, this article was just like going in about like, where are we kind of going? Like, are we going to see more synthetics? Are we going to see more? Are we going to do the research basically yeah. to understand more how these are interfacing with our system? Because right. I think like, like in general, we don't like the word synthetic, but like really what synthetic is starting to look like for me in the cannabis industry is isolated. Yeah. So like, those words are starting to get interchangeable. And like, we need more understanding, research, education, all behind this so that people can really understand like what they're getting. Because I think that especially in some areas of like, even the United States of America, like the middle of the country is not weed friendly, right? But you can get some of these products. So like, say some of us want to go and we want to travel or be there. It's like, well, we should know like, okay, well, do you like THCO? Are you looking for Delta 8? Like, what are you looking for? You know what I mean? Even when you go, because- it's still medicine. It's still weed. It's not. Yeah. And like, it's because it's so different in everyone's body. Like some people are going to respond really well to yeah, THCV so- and that maybe weren't regular weed smokers. You know what I mean? Like there's different. They might want just an isolate of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't have any, like, I'm not against isolates at all. Like I don't particularly use them in our work right. because we are more like the full spectrum yeah. type 
people. And, and that's part of what separates our product, like what differentiates our product. But I'm all about isolates. Like, you know, I love the CBG and CBD. Yeah. Like, oh, I love the CB isolates. So, like, I definitely am into, like, THC isolates. But I think people need to be educated, especially when you start to hear the word synthetic. Because yeah. synthetic sounds like it's being created just fully in a lab. But some of these synthetic THCs are not actually, like, they are derived from plants. They're just, the way that they're getting to the final product is also very different. Classifies yeah, it, it classifies it as synthetic. Yeah. So I think we also just need, like, more understanding. I think it's a good sign, too, to just say, like, well, clearly, like, the market's really expanding. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and at the end of the day, too, like, obviously, more and more people are looking to get the health and wellness benefits from some sort of cannabinoids. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think in general, like, especially in our... Like, in the business sense, like, this is all great news for us, you know, because obviously more and more people are trying to find ways in, you know? Yeah. So that's awesome. Now, I have a little more laughter coming from my pot topic, which the title of this New York Post article is (laughs) Sisters of the Valley, Weed Nuns. Praise studies stating pot can prevent COVID-19. So when we got on this pot topics, I definitely was like, we have to talk about how this suggests this study that suggests that different CBD and CBG compounds can prevent COVID. Now, from my personal data, it hasn't worked out successfully because I'll tell you, I'm, you know, surrounded by compounds, let's say, night and day. I would say. And I was able to catch it. Not and once, you but are an active CBG user. Yeah, an active, I got it all going. Yeah, yeah you've, he has them all. So it's a... So... From you. From my personal experience, I cannot confirm this science. But the Sisters of the Valley <laughs> Weed we nuns, nuns are in full support. They said, we are naturally pleased that science is catching up to ancient wisdom. And obviously, I agree. Honestly, now, sis, me too. It's been noted in the article; these are not affiliated with the Catholic Church. They are their own special class of nuns. Oh, okay. But what I will say is I that like they grow better. their own weed as well. Oh, they're so dumb. They're they're <laughs> just pot growing nuns. They're cool. Yeah, and they're working with um, Oregon State University. Sorry, I'm just looking at this picture. That's yeah. a lot of weed they yeah, got there. A nun has quite a few bits of weed. That's a lot of weed, and that's why it's <laughs> worth watching the video. You guessed it. Um, so yeah, wow. I just like, that is really, that was just a foray into talking about the idea that, um, cannabis can prevent COVID, which again, I'm so sorry to discredit for you all personally. Um, but I, I was a test subject and it failed twice. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we're caught up. We're all caught up. We're all caught up. Yay. Yay. Now for our last couple minutes, yes. I thought we could just talk about a subject that's been coming up for us very organically lately, which is the idea of reparenting. Mm. This is an important topic. This is an important topic. Yeah. And it's been coming up a lot in Capricorn season. Yep. With, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been coming up for like both of us, like personally, differently in our lives. Yeah, we mean the messages about yeah. it. Yeah, I know. It's so funny because yesterday was the full moon. So we're recording the day after the full moon. And yesterday, for the full moon, well, first, was it before or after our meditation that my mom just totally showed out? That was before. Okay, so right before. before. (laughs) So for anyone who knows my mom, (laughs) you know that, like, she's not, like, the normal mother, like, archetype. Nothing's (laughs) normal, but she's far from it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And another thing that I'll say about my mom is that, like, we're both Taurus, Sun, Leo, Moon. Her rising sign is Scorpio, and it shows. And my rising sign is Pisces, and it shows. So, like, who do you think gets bullied in this situation? (laughs) Me. I do. And Ryan, like, totally witnessed my mom, like, just, like, at her finest, like, essentially just... A beautiful takeaway is that no matter what (laughs) age we are, our inner child can still really, like, rampant. (laughs) So it was wild. I just, too, like, it had just been such a long time since I had seen that type of dynamic. (laughs) So I was just, like, uh, there was a point where I was just openly laughing. Yeah. Like, ladies, what's happening here? He just said that. He was like, ladies, (laughs) Ladies, what's uh, going on? Are you guys going to reel it in? (laughs) And the answer was no, the because my mom no. can't control herself. No one, no one got reeled in. No. <laughs> we reeled it out, actually. <laughs> right for you. We reeled it all the way out. Well, the Leo Moon in us loves a show. So, like, when we have an audience, it's like, oh, well, no, we're not going to stop now, because now there's someone that we're actively entertaining. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> and I'll say, for a lot of it, I was entertained. <laughs> but slightly uncomfortable. And slightly uncomfortable. And Same. I, certainly not, honestly... <laughs> Being friends with, you know, ladies my whole life, it's not the first time I've seen a harsh interaction. As I say, mothers and daughters is a very toxic dynamic. And also sisters. (laughs) Also, anytime you get just two women together. I'm just kidding. You know, every show I love is about conflict between women. Um, But there is, like, a very specific dynamic between a mom and a daughter that just aren't seeing eye to eye on something. Yeah. And it gets dark. It you know get what I mean? Dark. It gets, yeah. it gets bi- Oh, I know. I biting. love it every day. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why. I love my mom very much. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's the interesting thing about reparenting, because I learned about reparenting the idea of it in this group therapy that I'm doing. And when it was introduced to us, it was like, it's really important to remember, like, you're not reviewing your parents. Right. And you're not, you're not getting to a place where you're like, it's it's about how they are now or like whatever. It's about the simple right. fact that in your childhood there were moments where you didn't get what you needed from them. Period. And there's a hundred thousand reasons for right. it. And like that's it's great, not about the rationalization. It's not about, it's yeah. not about you rationalizing why you didn't get what you needed. Because we yeah. can all do it. Like we all do it, and we're like, all flawed humans. We all know exactly why our parents act the way they act, like from their. Especially you know once I mean? you get older and you yeah. you make that switch where you're like, oh, my parents are humans, and that's and it. They went through some fucked up, shit. and they went through some like, fucked up shit that made were them crazy, it, right? You know, you know what I mean? Like they went through some fucked up shit that made them who they are, and yeah. then once you start to realize that, and you're like, oh, 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 okay, now I kind of get it, yeah. And that's great because it brings a lot of forgiveness. It brings a lot of healing. Totally. It brings a lot of progression within the the unit. You know what I mean? Of you and your parents yeah. or whatever. And especially if you have a parent who's willing to like do that work and and um, you know heal with you. That's amazing. We don't all have parents that are able to do that though. Right. Or Definitely. like like I know for me, like my mom is able to do it. My dad is not. And so like right. you know you get what you get and you land where you land. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like it's not about the rationalization because of course. I, we know you can figure out the reasons why that happened or why whatever happened in your childhood yeah. or even what's still going on. Cause like 100% you're still it getting still parented. Yeah, yeah. It definitely still plays out. Especially, you know, if you have a parent that has like a crazy inner child, like my mom does <laughs> and then their your inner children are interfacing with each other. Like totally. that can get fucking shit crazy. Yeah. Bat shit nuts. If you don't have a handle on it, or if you're not willing to do the work or do the healing, you know what I mean? 
And and that that's one part of it. And we're still getting parented. And so you can still be rationalizing why things are happening to you or why a relationship is working out the way it is. And and maybe that's what you need. But that's not what reparenting is about. And that's I think not going to get you anywhere. Well, you know what it's, I mean? You're not doing you're that's not, doing not re, any work that's certainly not reparenting, yeah. first of all. Yeah. <laughs> is rational that's rationalizing. Yeah. And that's just one thing. And and to Ryan's point, you're not doing it for you. You're doing it for them. Yeah. You're doing it so that you, for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's so that you can find forgiveness towards them, so that you can find acceptance or, or peace or whatever it is. But it's for them more so than it's for you. Right. What you need in that situation is reparenting. And reparenting is a process of going back and giving yourself what you did not get at that time and understanding that you have your inner parent within you and you can draw from your inner parent and you can give yourself what you need, whatever it is from a place of a parent. Yeah. A parent and love and kindness. And the other thing too is like, your inner child never gets over anything. Like it's not, not unless you're doing the work with you it. Re- that's the point of reparenting is to like let your inner child actually move on from some of th- some of those things. Because the point we really highlight in therapy is that when it's not that way, like it's your inner child that's coming out. Coming when out. No, it's your inner child that's judging people first. It's your inner child. Well, it's that's also like, your inner unsafe. child that's coming out with your parent. Yeah. So if you oh God, are still having. Sure. A uh, tumultuous relationship with your parent. Know that it's still your inner child, Ryan. You witnessed it like firsthand last night. Like it's it's still your inner child that comes out 100%. with your parent. Like that's the that's probably one of the quickest ways your inner child can come out is 100%. when you're around your parents because that is the version of your parents and you and the dynamic that you are the most embedded in. And that, especially if you had trauma during that time, like a lot of times that's where our inner children get stuck and kind of, those are the moments in life that our inner children hold on to and cannot let go of until we go in and do some reparenting with them. So like, you're definitely stuck in that sense, that sensation. And it's something to be able to work yourself out of again, if you're willing to do the reparenting. Totally. And then at the end of that process, like you then have a, then you have a system where you are everything you need. You know what I mean? Your adult can parent your inner child and you can come to a cohesive place, but it's so important too, because like you have to first create that distinction because a lot of people don't even realize that they're operating from, from their, their inner, inner child. child. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, a lot of people don't realize that, like, especially the, the raw reactions that you yeah. have, and, and, and particularly the raw reactions that are really, like, almost unjustifiable in a moment, th- those are usually your inner children. Yeah. Because think about how your behavior m- mimics the, the behavior of a child, essentially, in those totally. moments, even if it's quick. Even if it's it a quick... Is. It often is. Right. Even if it's so fast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you just kind of blew up for a second and then you got it back together. It's like, okay, but the, the version of you that blew up for, for that one second, that was your inner child. And if you have that handled, yes, it wouldn't have to be that. You know what I'm saying? 100%. And like, with inner, with uh, reparenting, too, something that I think happens is that a lot of us get stuck in the grief of our childhood, right? And yeah. the childhood that we feel that we missed out on. So we get sad because we think it's like so sad that we now have to go back and reparent ourselves and that we're like almost re-traumatizing ourselves with what we missed. And that is just what I would say like a a trauma bond that we get stuck in, like a pattern of trauma that we let ourselves get like very much so stuck in and conditioned in. And it's a place that I think a lot of people have accepted like, oh, I'm just never going to have that. Right. So I'm just never going to have that. I think two people think like, oh, 
I'm a, I'm an adult now. I'm fine. Like I'm functioning. I have a good yeah. relationship with my parents. Like I, everything's fine. Everything's I have a functional resolved. relationship with yeah. my parents. So that's good, by yeah. the way, which is actually not quite true. Totally. But even if like, even if as an adult, you've been able to form a different type of like a friendship with your parents. Yeah. Like, that doesn't erase the fact that there was still a situation in the past that your inner child never got over that needs to be addressed. And that's the thing. Like, if you don't address it, it's going to come out in a harsh way. For yeah. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, possibly. And, and it's like, that's the part that I think is so sad. And I think that's why this is coming up a lot during Capricorn season. Yeah. Because I think that this, this is, is an- shadow work. This is some deep, deep shadow work. And, and the reason why it comes up during Capricorn season is because- Capricorn is the father, Cancer is the mother, right? Mm. And the child. And the shadows on the opposition axis, they really meld together. Like, so like Capricorn's shadow starts to melt into Cancer's shadow and vice versa. So parenting is coming up right now in a big way. We just had a full moon. You know, that's the time where you go in. And I was talking last night during our full moon meditation about releasing from the depths of Capricorn energy Mm -hmm. and like the depths of Capricorn's like shadow, which is like depression and fear and sadness. You know what I mean? Like really trying to call in like from the highest point of cancer, which is like that mother, that nurturing and like love. And, And the mother, by the way, like the whole idea, like the mother and the father at this point can just be categorized as the parent. Because those identities are getting so fluid in the life that we live. Like mothers and fathers, like those energies are like crossing over so much. I think we actively want to step away from some of the like societal shit. Yeah, and like the gendering. Yeah. We're supposed to do this. It's not about that anymore. Like if you, like your your mom might actually be your dad in terms of the way that things like work out. Yeah, the lessons that you're getting. And like your dad might actually be your mom. Like that might be where you go to for like the nurturing and like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It it doesn't matter. It's just about are you getting those things or how have you received those things? Because it's the archetypes of it that, you know what I mean? 100%. So like, yeah, like with Capricorn season at this time, like reparenting comes up because we're in deep consideration of how we've been affected by the energetic like parenting that has happened throughout our lives. And so that's why this is such a relevant topic right now. And it feels like it's kind of universal. Like we were saying how like this just kind of keeps coming up naturally in our conversation. Even on your Shawnee notification. I know. I got a notification from Shawnee that was like Capricorn full moon is all about reparenting. And I had literally just been talking about it with you. We were like, okay, alignment, first of all. Right. We we know like we're where we we need to be. But furthermore, like, it's it's a universal theme of, like, yeah, like, you didn't get what you needed, and now you got to go and back and give way, it to yourself. by the way, that's, like, 9 out of 10 out of us. You know what I mean? Like, I probably 10 out of 10 I was 10 just going to say, I think it's 10 out of like, 10. Because I just think real, the more that we realize that our parents are people and they're just humans, it's like, you really shouldn't have this expectation that your parents can give you everything. No. But we, of course, have it naturally because, like, they're the people that are assigned to protect us in this world, especially from, like, the time that we get here. Totally. So there is that, like, bit. And I think, too, I might have already said this earlier, but, like, I think what happens and where people get blocked in reparenting is that they get so sad. Mm-hmm. They get so caught up in the sadness. This is where the Capricorn comes in, too. Like, of, like, oh, I didn't have that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you didn't. You but didn't. give it to yourself. <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't. There's exactly. nothing wrong with that. Like, some people really get caught up in thinking, like, but if I didn't, ha-, and this is a Capricorn way, right? But I didn't have it when I was seven, so it's not really worth it now. Like, right. 
Yes, it is. You still need that love. And like, if you boil it down, like, what is it? Like, even if you're like, oh, I didn't get to enjoy my childhood. If you boil it down, you say, what is it about childhood? It's like innocence and freedom. Like, you can get that back. You can have You those. can get that back right now. And then you can freedom. have it for the rest of your life when you're conscious and have money to spend. It right. sounds great. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. sounds like a much better sounds use Sounds like of a way better. Exactly. And, and exactly. innocence. Yeah. So I challenge everyone to think about ways of reparenting. Um, just do a lot of journaling, honestly. Just, like, start talking to your inner child. If you let your inner child out, like, it'll take a while to, like, coax them out, probably. But once they are, like, they want to talk to you. Yeah. I reparent in two ways. One, directly with my inner child, because sometimes it's her period. She needs it. She just needs to hear what she needs to hear. And also, my inner child is very, like as a child, like in a lot of ways I had to grow up really fast. And so she's still kind of, um, holding on to that like narrative. And sometimes like I have to go in and be like, no, 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 I don't need you to be the one worrying about this. Yeah. Like I'm the adult in I'm the situation. The I'll worry about it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or my inner parent will come in and be like, I will worry about it for you. Yeah. Let me take that burden from you. You know? So that's one way. And then like my current self, like I reparent my current self okay. because Currently, I like my my relationship with my mom is really more of a work in progress friendship, and I don't speak with my dad, so I don't get parented a lot. I have mentors that I think provide that energy to me sometimes, but it's rare. Yeah, and I have been saying like I need <laughs> some goddamn parenting. <laughs> I need. I also need like more of like someone that was one of the things that I knew I know is coming in for me this year when I did a reading for myself I got this shaman card and I know that like that energy of like me having someone to like feel like I can kind of follow along and be guided by to on earth in this realm because I have a lot of that connection with my ancestors yeah. and God of course but it would be cool to like f- physically see that in this realm that's definitely something I'm trying to manifest but I have to parent myself a lot I have to parent myself a yeah. lot in, in, in my current 31 year old self I have to do a lot of reparenting a lot of telling my myself it's a lot of the things I needed to hear when I was younger that I never really heard yeah but I still need them now and I and I have to be the one to go in and tell myself that and I, I see nothing wrong with it I'm, I'm so no, grateful that I can give that to myself exactly when I need it I don't have to pick up the phone call my mom maybe get it maybe not get it you yeah. know what I mean it there's just, no you're question not putting it in someone else's hands you are the problem in the solution you yeah because I mean? by and the way beautiful. my mom is a human who's trying to like live her life too and going yeah. through real human shit yeah. that she has to deal with that I can't really do much to help her with right. either. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, like we're actually just two humans like in this journey. And truthfully, like when it comes to the adult stage, like that's your job to reparent you. You know what I mean? Like we're all doing our best. So they played a role and now right. it really like, is Right, they got us job. to where they needed to get us. Like yeah. at some point, like they're actually not on the hook for that shit no. anymore. Oh my God. It's just like people who are like, you know what I mean? Like something bad happened to me when I was a kid and it never, you know what I mean? You never move on. It's like you- Well, at some point at it's some you. Point, yeah, it's at some you. point it's like, on you to do that work. You have to take on the work and say like, it's time for me to reparent. I want to be different. I got to release, yeah. Like I have stuff to release. Yeah, I'm not liking how I'm behaving because that's totally where it comes from. Like. That this work comes from those moments where your inner child leaps out and you're like, oh fuck, I fucking hated that, and it was so embarrassing. Isn't that how like it. you've gotten to the point that you're at? Yeah, because like, for me, like that's literally it, how I got. Yeah, everywhere. it was like me, like 
observing myself having like these little explosions or these little moments and like also like there's other like toxic behaviors that I pulled out because I realized like oh these are band-aids that I'm using that aren't that aren't working and I don't even know where I picked those up from like drinking for example I don't drink alcohol anymore and that changed my life like I especially when I I observe other people drinking and I see the the response that they're giving to each other in those situations like and I'm 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 not saying like I'm advocating for people not drinking I'm saying I found something that helps me think everyone has yeah like clearer and more uh, aligned with the highest version of myself but when i used to drink the version of me that came out was someone for me to be quite ashamed of same and yeah i'm just really grateful to have found oh just yet another way another tool in my life where that brings me to a closer version to the high or closer way to the highest version of myself you know what i mean and like i've let that go and that's a point again where it's like it's your choice it's your choice. There are things in life that eventually you get to realize, like, this is you. This is you doing this. This is you choosing to um, uphold this manifestation of you, this version of totally. you. And it's up to you to decide, like, I'm not going to uphold that version anymore. Because, yeah, for me, it was like, in observing who I was, drunk, I was like, I'm, I, this is not one I need to keep around. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, totally. but she doesn't need to stay. Yeah. She's had her There's fun. There's nothing good here. There's nothing good happening <laughs> here. You know what I mean? And like, and that's just where I got to. Yeah. And that's just where I got to. And 100%. And I think you're right. I think if you trace, why don't you find the times that you hate yourself? But it is a version <laughs> you're of reparenting, of yourself. Though. Yeah, it but is. But it is a version of reparenting because could my mom have told me that? No. You know what I mean? And would you have listened? And would I have listened? No. But for myself, my inner parent came in and was like, hey, this isn't what you want, really. This is not aligned with you that you're also trying to portray in this world. So either you do this and and you never get to be that or you stop doing that so that you can be who you say you want to be or who you truly know you are in this world. And in that sense, too, it's like it's very intentional work. So you then get to like really take the full driver's seat. Because what happens when your inner child takes over is that you're not there. You're not in control. You have a child running the show, which is crazy. You're letting a child talk to your lover or your parents or your kids. You know what I mean? Like, Would you do that in real life? Like people would look at you crazy if you let your kids walk around and talk and do the things that your inner child be out here doing sometimes. Like you couldn't ever get away with that. And it's also the same thing of like, the way that you talk to your inner child. Like, would you talk to a child like that? Oh my God, that's such a good one. You know what I mean? such a good one. But also one thing too that I'm realizing is like, when you do make that switch and you decide like, oh, you know what? I am going to take the helms and I am going to do the reparenting that I need and I'm going to give myself that. You excel further in life than again you ever could if you were just relying on your human ass parents. Like, who aren't necessarily as enlightened or they're that far along on their journey or maybe not even necessarily at that closeness to their highest version of self that they wanted to be in right. this life. Right, at that time. But by the way, also at the time that they were parenting you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, think about you at the age that your parents were. Like, that's crazy. Like, for me, my parents were like 25 and 26. That's insane yeah. to me. Like, I can't, like, I'm barely getting around to taking care of myself at 29 <laughs> and I'm not there yet. Yeah. So, like, that that, and that's where I get to that place of, like, again, you know exactly why you didn't have the perfect childhood. Like, and and that's great to to consciously know. And I think that's how you get to the place of forgiveness and like creating a different type of emotional bond yeah. with your parents as an adult. 
But you again, you can't just leave off everything that happened, and you can't leave your child there hanging, waiting. Because in a way, like your inner child feels like it's a pretty big betrayal for you as the adult to be like, "Oh, you're just cool with everything now. Like none of that happened to me. Like what happened to me doesn't matter." You know. So and that's why, right? You got to deal with that. That's why that that's the foundation of trust that gets built between you and your inner child when you, as you now, turn around and you say, "Hey." So sorry. Yeah. That shit was fucked Apologies. up. Let's deal with it. Let's yeah. not th- sweep this under the rug anymore. Yeah. Let's deal with this so we can be fucking healthy. Totally. And live and not just be out here surviving day in and day out, just going through the motions, me burying you deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. And then you bursting out at the Whenever worst possible you can. moment. Yeah, at yeah. The worst times. And by the way, it's so sad to think like the real sadness is thinking of an adult burying their inner child because it's like that, those are the moments where you get to be f- escape and be silly and innocent and have <sighs> fun. And it's like so if you're true. never having those, if the only time your inner child is ever coming out is when you're upset and emotional. Like, that's no way to be. It's so true, That's really no way to be. Uh, Like, I feel like part of the relationship building with my inner child has been this goal of us being able to, like, have fun together. Just have fun, yeah. And, like, enjoy life together. Agreed. And Especially because, like, a lot of people with, like, inner children who, like, had any sort of, like, trauma or had to grow up too fast, like, you never got the moments of just being a kid and having, like, you don't know what it means when people are like, oh, I wish, like, I was carefree like I was when I was young. It's like, no, you were dodging bombs. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like, distrustful and whatever it is. So you now, if you do the proper reparenting, you can have that phase as an adult. And, like, again, how fun is that? How beautiful is that? Yeah. So... Think there. about it. Why don't you it's think there about it? It's yeah. If yeah. you're interested. And if you need to ask us any questions, feel free. Please do. Or just we're Google. Just, you know, also, Google it's an there. ongoing process. It's not like we're reparented. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's no, like, that's an you're everyday gonna be doing thing. doing it for the rest of your life. Yeah. So just start, start It's a tool. Small, it's you know? a tool that you give yourself now. You start to build it now. And you can always draw on it. Every single time that you need that tool, you'll have it in your back pocket to grab and to go. Totally. That's what's so beautiful about this journey is that that's what we're doing. We're just all building up our little toolboxes along the way. That's what totally. that's what spirituality mm-hmm. has done for me. It's like Agreed. giving me all these tools to use so that and literally like safety, every single you know? time, yeah, something happens in my life. I'm like, oh, you know what? I got, I got, I something, got something for, for that. that. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. It's beautiful. Yeah. So shout out to all your inner children. Yeah, shout out to your inner children and your inner parents them. and your yeah. inner parents. Like they need love too, you know. One hundred percent. Yeah. Guys, well, this have has a been beautiful a great week. episode. Thank you guys for watching, listening. However, you guys ya. tuned in this week, we appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Can't wait.